0: Another edition of the PHNX Dbacks Podcast, right here on PHNX. This is another National League Championship Series pregame show. I am your mayor of the postseason, occasionally known as Derek Montia. This is my hot tag partner, the one and only uh, Patrick Lawrence from the NPR. Yeah, hot Counter- tag, baby! Bam. Uh, we it? are without Jesse Friedman right now. He is in Philadelphia once again. I am terrified about uh, him being in Philadelphia, but yeah, uh, again, he went to a diner. Uh, he, they just grow up. They grow up so fast. They fly to Philadelphia on their own. Next thing you know, they're reporting and doing excellent work uh, from the city of Philadelphia. The entire sports world apparently is
1: descending upon. Philadelphia tonight yes oh my god go soccer match it is like the vortex
0: of the sports world right now good luck uh, again to Jesse navigating (laughs) all of that tonight but uh, we actually have a lot to talk about when it comes to tonight's game Uh, it is game two Uh, it is in Philadelphia and of course the Arizona Diamondbacks did lose game one so the big question is is this game a must win for the Arizona Diamondbacks and of course we're going to be overreactionary. of course we're going to be hyperbolic but it does feel like a must win. It doesn't feel like history is on the Diamondback side. feel like they have a lot of things going for them uh, or going, excuse me, for them, going against them in regards to this series. And it really feels like even though home field advantage is what it is and uh, theoretically the Phillies should win this game, you know, but it really feels like the Diamondbacks need to steal this one in order to have a chance in the series.
1: I think they do. Absolutely. Like you said, to have a chance. If it's an elimination game, it's a 100% a must win game. If it's game 1, it's, you know, not necessarily it's it's a 0%, it's kind of somewhere in the middle. So, you know, maybe I'm not breaking any news on that. Sure. It's like it's like 45% must win. You can still come <laughs> back and do it. Uh, we you know can. only only one team has ever been down 0-3 and come back and, and won, you know, a series. Right. Um that being said, like this this one is really big. That being said, I don't know that the, the Diamondbacks are going to come out necessarily really tight. Uh, that, that goes from Eric Kelly, which we'll get to in a little bit. That goes to the, the entire lineup.
0: They can't. Um, they can't because so far this year, when they've they come out tight, when they've come out feeling the pressure, they haven't really succeeded. They haven't done a good job. But when it comes to the postseason, it really feels like ever since it started, the pressure has kind of always mm-hmm. been on the opposing team. So I guess in this situation, I don't. I don't know if the pressure is on the opposing team. I feel like the pressure is on the Diamondbacks to try to try to steal this one. And that might be uh you know, working against them, obviously. Also, the fact that in previous uh 53 previous NLCS matchups, the team the team that won game one has gone on to win the series 71% of the time, 38 out of those 53. Since moving to a seven-game format in 1985, the team winning game one has advanced to the World Series in 26. Mm of the 37 seasons, so basically the same conversion percentage, around 71%.
1: We think of it in the context of Game 2 and whatnot in the larger picture and those kind of percentages. Sure. But the Diamondbacks and the Phillies, they're just going out there saying, this is one game. Let's try to win this, yeah. these nine innings yeah. rather than the, the larger about the, picture. Yeah, worrying about the
0: history here being created, no. worrying about everything that's up against them.
1: I, that's, why, that's just sort of why I think the they're not really going to be tight, the Diamondbacks. are yeah. so just like,
0: yeah, no, there's... there's
1: it's kind of the same situation as it was yesterday. There's going to be a raucous crowd at Citizens Bank Park, and we, we just got to go out there and, and win. And it's like it doesn't necessarily change anything. Our, our approach essentially is going to be the same as, as yesterday. Hopefully it's a little bit better with uh, Aaron Nola on the hill uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to Zach Wheeler. But it's like, yeah, no, we're going to go out there and we're going to play one baseball game because ultimately at the end of the day, Literally, we can only win one
0: game. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, And it is a raucous environment up there. It's not going to be easy for the Diamondbacks to go uh, and try to steal game two. Uh, Of course, uh, everybody knows that the Phillies are very good at home. But how good? The Phillies have now won 10 straight postseason games against NL opponents dating back uh, to last season at home. Uh, Per ESPN stats and info, that passes the 0405 Cardinals for the most consecutive home playoff victories against a team's own league in Major League Baseball history they're so good. Uh they are yep. so good. And with the game one victory, they improved to 22 and 7 all-time in game ones. Uh that win percentage of 759, 76% uh in game ones is the best also in Major League Baseball history. So, lot lot of things working against the Arizona Diamondbacks right
1: And now. yet hearing you say that it's not as if they're unbeatable because they're not. they <laughs> don't have a World Series ring after 2022. That's true. Uh they they only have one after, you know, 2008. They lost the 2009 World Series. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, there's there's obviously a lot favoring the Phillies here, but look, this is why you play the game. I feel like that's kind of also been the theme of this postseason for the Diamondbacks: play the game. We know how it looks on paper. If if we just did things based on you know projections and say, well, there's a simulation, and then according to the simulation, you know the Brewers are going to win sixty percent of the time, we wouldn't have this show here right now. I, I would still be bundled up uh, back in Colorado right now, that doing my true. own thing on the DMV Rockies podcast, but. That is true. They played the game. They beat the Brewers, even after being down in both of those games and coming back. And then the same thing with the Dodgers. You go, seriously, do we have to play this game? I don't know if anyone from the Dodgers organization, you know, maybe sent an email to Rob Manfred and go, look. Do we have to play the game? Like, what's really, what's the point? Is this just for monetary purposes?
0: It's like you said. Play uh, the game. You play the game. The games are not played on paper. As everybody knows, they are played inside of iPhone screens, as we all watch it. (laughs) But, uh, of course, we're not trying to antagonize uh, this Phillies fan base. And I do want to say, you guys have been active. You guys have been awesome. It's been a lot of fun to interact with the Phillies fans on here. Um, It's borderline terrifying because I've seen uh, the reactions, even the comments uh, today uh, from last night's show. Uh, but I've also seen the comments uh, to Merrill Kelly after he said this in regards to playing a playoff game uh, at Citizens Bank Park. And then going into the WBC game, um, yeah, I think that I haven't obviously heard this place on the field, um, but I'd be very surprised if it, if it trumped that Venezuela game um, down in Miami. That innocent comment absolutely vilified that band. That's all they needed. They were just looking for something anyway, which is (laughs) fine. That's one thing I've discovered is that Philly fans not only are looking to prey on your weaknesses, they're also looking for you to give them any ammunition. And in this case, uh, they just needed to bring it uh, that much. They're just going to bring it that much more tonight. But, of course, Merrill Kelly has been good for this team and honestly I couldn't think of a better person for the Diamondbacks to have on the mound tonight going into this big game. Yeah, he's
1: been he's been that stopper we we talked about in the post game last night after game 1. He's he's the man for this job. He he knows this ballpark fairly well. You know, he was in Philadelphia back when it was Veterans Stadium in, in 1996 uh for that All-Star game. I was actually there too at that game, so that's uh, kind of interesting, but but you saw him growing up in that area just a little bit. He knows uh, that ballpark. He actually talked about it, and he said something else that was innocent at the workout day last week, talking about Citizens Bank Park uh, and what the vibe was like there. And again, it, it was so innocent that it didn't get picked up on, yeah, yeah, like this but, did. It, but yeah. it was like a thing of, I mean, yeah, it's noisy, but that's kind of what you want, and I think that that is what you want. You want that kind of passion, and you know, I, I don't think it is that you know insightful to say like, You know the fans of of Venezuela, fans from a lot of those Latin American or or South American countries, are more passionate than any city could possibly be. Like it's probably very close, but yeah, no, there there are plenty of countries. You it's different thing. You know, it's club versus country, right? Your city versus your country. Country takes on a totally different vibe. That being said, sure, if you want to use that as bulletin board material. The Phillies don't need to use that as a bulletin board.
0: No. This is the fans. They have plenty.
1: The fans, you know, larger bulletin board yeah. is what's being used. And, you know, whatever, that's fine. They're going to try to get on Merrill Kelly. But it's going to be that first inning. If he can shut down the Phillies' offense, obviously those big bats of Schwarber, Turner, and Harper, uh, then immediately that's going to start to build that momentum. And if the Diamondbacks can ambush Aaron, Aaron Nola first, similar to how Zach Gallen was ambushed yesterday, give the Diamondbacks an early lead, that could help... You know, stymie
0: or, or or stifle the crowd just a little bit. Jesse Friedman has an excellent piece on gophnx.com Great. in regards to the loss in Game One. And one of the things he discussed is how in this game, in Game One, the Phillies stars offensively stepped up, and it was a much different uh, it was a much different story than what happened with the Dodgers and what the Diamondbacks were able to subduing the Dodgers stars, and essentially keeping them in check, which kept the offense in check. The Dodgers don't have as many stars, though, as the Phillies do technically, really, when it comes down to it. And that's no insult to the rest of their lineup. But really, the two guys you're looking at there is Mookie and Freddie. And if, the, you know, you can keep them relatively quiet. In this series, it's different. The The Phillies are savages, and their entire lineup is just, is, is just one guy after the next. It seems like they can do something offensively different than the last guy. You know? Uh, and honestly, I, I think that... Uh, the What they were able to do in game one, and again, this might be considered loser talk, but the way that Gallen and even the bullpen was able to bounce back and still give the team a chance to win late and come back was impressive. Like you said, all things considered, it did seem like a bigger blowout than just a 5-2 loss, right, or a 5-3 loss, and the Diamondbacks even had the ability, they had the running, you know, tying run at the plate at one point in the game. Um, so that's an impressive turnaround over the course of one game. Hopefully that carries over here. For Merrill Kelly, and he has been very good for this team, yeah. especially after losses. Let's take a look though at, at the comparison between these two pitchers, uh, because again, they're both, both very good. Uh, but Kelly just might have the edge. Again, the sneaky thing about Kelly is he might actually be the Diamondbacks' ace when it comes to some of his numbers by comparison to Zach Gallen, even though Gallen got the majority of, you know, the kind of the, the hype. He got the Cy Young, you know, kind of discussion. Mm-hmm. And and Merrill Kelly was. Never really in that discussion, despite how good he was himself. And uh, yeah, I think that the one thing that that he is good about is again coming out and giving this team stability uh, on the, on the mound after a loss. I don't think it's
1: loser talk so much as as it is perspective, right? Like it's it's not any kind of revisionist history of like, hey, let's try to feel better about the situation. First and foremost, you're in the NLCS. Hey, that's great. This is a long series. It's best of seven. Not best of three, not best of five, like the previous two rounds, yep. and you're going to need both of your guys to go out there and get the job done. And you haven't had an opportunity from that second guy yet, who again is arguably the been the better guy this year. Kelly has not given up five earned runs seven times this season, like Zach Gallon has. So uh, I, I think if both guys are very familiar with that environment at Citizens Bank Park. And Gallon didn't execute; uh, he's had those struggles on the road. Kelly, you know, a little bit better. He doesn't have the as large of splits, you know, full two runs. In fact, Zach Gallen has given up 29 runs, not earned, but just runs in his starts at home at Chase Field. He's given up 58 on the road. Literally, yeah. he's given up twice as many runs yeah. on the road than at home. Uh, not the case with Merrill Kelly. So if there's anyone you want in there to be the stopper and kind of say, hey, let's let's kind of reset things. It's 1-1. One, one, now it's a best-of-five series. Going back home for three games in Arizona, you know, that's huge. So, this is a must win if you're going to to win this series. Yeah. Um, or at least give you the best possible chance. It's not the end of the world if you don't, but you're going to feel a lot better, especially tomorrow on that workout day, on the day off until you get to that early what 307 start on Thursday for game 3 here in a, Phoenix.
0: Is it 207? 207. It might even be that. Yeah, because you live in a different time zone than us. <laughs> I'm all it's over the it's place, hard dude. to it's hard to keep that straight. But absolutely. How how do these Phillies stack up though against Merrill Kelly? What have their success rates been like against him so far this year? Because I know you pulled the numbers for that.
1: Yeah, a couple of the guys are uh, have been been Hitting fairly well against Merrill Kelly. Um, Real Muto is is one of the bigger ones where he's had uh, nine plate appearances against Merrill Kelly. So that's second most on the team. Most, Trey Turner. So that's, you know, Kelly's going to try to get ambushed yeah. uh, by Trey Turner there. 24 plate appearances. Uh, has an OPS north of 1,000. No home runs, uh, but three doubles, six RBI So, you know, he's hitting 500 against Merrill Kelly this year. Uh, That's, of course, only in three plate appearances. He's only one for two. So uh, these guys have a little bit of a history. But, you know, again, all you need is just that little bit. Tommy Pham said it in the postgame after game three that, hey, Clayton Kershaw, you know, I have some success against him in the postseason. In the regular season, not so much. All you need is a little bit of success to be able to feel good and feel comfortable in that box. And so, you know, the Phillies probably, I would say, have less success uh, against Merrill Kelly
0: than the Diamondbacks do against Aaron Nola. yeah and and of course that's uh, the, the Diamondbacks getting out early has been their key so far uh, going back to what you were saying about the seven game series I really do feel like uh, that might kind of be a weakness for this team honestly uh, uh, so far in the playoffs it feels like the Diamondbacks with their limited starting rotation are mm-hmm. kind of built for you know these shorter series like the one they had with the brewers and this one that they had with the dodgers now with this series you know we we do have some pitching matchups to worry about here going forward but that's really not a concern if if merrill can't get it done tonight and i know you know, I know there's some people out there that don't consider this a must-win, and 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 you would be right because again, this goes down to the fact that this is a seven-game series, and there's still a lot of baseball to play even after tonight's game. It just definitely feels like the Diamondbacks, uh, in order for them to have some sort of advantage to kind of uh, keep that aggressive mindset that they've had so far, that they need to take tonight's win. I, I don't know about Merrill's comments. I don't want to like defend it, but at the same time, I feel like. Things like that are, are fairly innocent. I feel like he wasn't really trying to uh, diminish the environment that he's going to pitch in tonight in Philadelphia. I feel like he's just trying to say, like, man, I couldn't even hear myself think in that WBC game. So it's like once you've played an environment where it's like that absolutely loud and that rattling to play yeah. in, you're like, I mean, yeah, it's like it, I've, I, I have played in environments like that before, uh, but again, it's just something – to give Phillies fans some, you know, some some bulletin board material at least for themselves, right? I think
1: and there's so. some some context too in that is, you know, this World Baseball Classic was the best uh, that we've seen. Oh, it was incredible of the, of the I want to say five that that have that have been. And again, it's you forget you go. This is spring training, like the, the this is a, an exhibition, and it doesn't have that same history, especially if you're. You know, you're an American player. If you're a U.S. player, you know, they finally were able to get off the schneid and and win the last World Cup uh, before this last year. But if you are an American-born player and you're playing this game during spring training and it doesn't have the history of a World Cup, it is not the Olympics gold medal. You go... Wow, these Venezuelan fans, yeah. they they don't care <laughs> yeah. about maybe this lack of history. They yeah. don't care that it's spring training, it's nope. an exhibition, nope. and that pitchers are going, you know, two innings tops. They don't care. The Venezuelan colors and the the country's name is across the chest. Yeah. Holy smokes. This is going to be hard hard to top yeah. a playoff game in Philadelphia. I mean, yeah, it should be that loud. We understand that. But the context for the World Baseball Classic, it's, it still doesn't make sense to think that you know that's the vibe there in March, all around the United States and the world. Yeah, Jacob did he did he just say "Holy smokes"?
0: I just Gosh, needed I to. Think I think may have. He said yeah. "Gosh, yeah." I I still haven't gotten him. With, with the, 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 the jar for, uh, for swears. And he hit us with a holy smokes. So I don't think I'm ever going to get him. But, Son uh, of a gun, Derek. Yeah. You know, I don't care uh, for that. Nah. You known, so-and-so. Known baseball GM Elise in our comments says, got to love out-of-context short clips from before the series even started <laughs> being used for clickbait to stir up a fan base that needs no extra stirring. Yeah, uh, again, since she home. is a known baseball GM, she would know a thing or two about that. But <laughs> we do appreciate, of course, Elise always being here. We appreciate all of you guys being here so much. Uh, if you are here in the PHN Exports YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe to the channel, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up. We always love knowing you guys are here and knowing that you're enjoying the show, no matter which laundry you root for or wear. Uh if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, we appreciate you and I promise I will not forget about you like I just did with the Merrill Kelly graphic that I did not read out loud for you guys. Um if you can forgive me, leave us a positive review <laughs> and subscribe on the audio side as well. Most importantly, no matter if you're a viewer or a listener, make sure you go grab this wonderful shirt uh from rphnxlocker.com our we are dangerous shirt. Uh, I'm not getting stuck for a dollar on this one, but you know what we <laughs> you know you know what the shirt means. Uh Uh, And we are a dangerous team. Connected team is a dangerous team. Connected fan base is a dangerous fan base. Realize that about the Phillies. Uh, So make sure to go out there. Get yourself that shirt. Uh, If you are not a Die Hard member, you can get your shirt right now. Uh, You can sign up for a Die Hard membership and get that shirt for free as part of your Die Hard membership. You also get access to all sorts of wonderful content. You will get access to our members-only Discord lounge. You will get 20% off all future purchases from phnxlocker.com. You will get a $50 gift certificate from our guys over at Mountain Mike's Pizza and so much more. Uh, also, there's the wagon shirt. So if you were looking for something maybe in beige instead of black. In there case you go. people forgot. In case you forgot, case. it's still the motherfucking Yoffs, and we are still a motherfucking wagon. It's $2. Um, but, of course, go grab the shirt of a wagon. Go grab the shirt of a dangerous team over at phnxlocker.com and become uh, a diehard if you haven't already and get that shirt for free. Uh, Two things to, cl- to clear out the, my mental notebook. One, we need a children's
1: version, a onesie of that dangerous shirt, mm-hmm. but it can be changed to say, we're fanging dangerous, okay? Yeah, well. And two, we didn't talk about this. Uh, the the home run celebration for Bryce Harper. Yeah. He said he just came up with it in the moment. The the,
0: the blowing out the candles? The 31 uh-huh. blowing out the candles. Yeah. That was something. It was something. It was creative. Yeah, happy birthday. Did, to he, you really, Bryce. did he really just come up with an idea? No, he bases? planned it. He choreographed it. I don't know. He it's, pitched it if he to. He did fine. He had a focus group that gave him some feedback on have. it. They were like, maybe you should switch hands up because when you're going to be on TV, the three needs to be here instead. Maybe he was going to go three, one like this way. He has you never a social know. media
1: team. Does yeah. he also have a hand gesture team? Because there's, there's been a lot of hand gestures for hand Bryce Harper. Guy. Gotta have a hand guy. He's got a hand yeah, guy.
0: Gotta have a Clearly. hand guy. Clearly. Um, but speaking of uh, the offense that the Phillies scored early. They did to the Diamondbacks what the Diamondbacks have been uh, doing to other teams and that needs to change. The D-backs need to get things cooking on offense earlier because yesterday's game was a bit atrocious. 15 sat down in a row, really didn't get things started till late. They they were able to finally uh, get to Zach Wheeler a little bit and... Do some things against the bullpen, but not really that much against the bullpen. So, um, obviously, a big part of that was Cattell Marte was kind of absent in some of those big moments. Mm -hmm. He did get a hit in game one. He's now hit safely in each of his uh, first 10 career. Postseason games becoming the first Arizona Diamondback to ever do that. He's also the 14th player in MLB history to ever accomplish that feat So Cattell still cool. still staying consistent still trying to provide something But really does feel like the Diamondbacks need more out of him and Corbin at the top of the lineup if they're gonna be able to do Make some noise against this Phillies team
1: It seemed like with every single one of their wins and it get, maybe got to be a little bit less So by the time you got to game three because it was just everybody hitting home run, but it was it was Carol and Marte, like just like back to back, teaming up. Hey, I'll go, then you go. Drive me in. Yeah, that definitely seemed to be the way. And there were like some of those opportunities last night, obviously with the lead off single by Corbin Carroll that never unfortunately came to fruition for the Diamondbacks. Things
0: felt like they were going to get going fast there because you got on base, and it was like, all right, here we go. Especially with what we've seen out of this team so far, but. It kind of fizzled up and fizzled up quickly and hats off uh, to Zach Wheeler because he was incredible on the mound for for the Phillies last night. And do you, as- take, do you take that risk?
1: Do you take that risk today? If Corbin Carroll gets on first base, do you take that risk and say, we got to get a run here? And you might take a bat out of somebody's hand, but you got to give him the green light, find a pitch to go on.
0: I think the bigger thing is that, you know, of course, there's a scouting report and they know that Carol's going to run. They know that they're going to mm-hmm. try to do the creating chaos gimmick on, on the base path. Uh, and I mean, I feel like as much as you prepare for that, you're still not actually ready for it when it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. The minute that that starts happening, it does start creating. That worry, it starts changing their defensive positioning. It starts opening up a lot of things. Yeah. It starts opening up holes. You got Gabby Lane that gets opened up sometimes when he's <laughs> up there and you can get some guys on base. So, like, there's just a lot about it. I think that it puts the defense, uh, it makes them uneasy. And yeah. I think that they start making mistakes. And I start, I, and like, if, if you never get that going, if you never put that thought in their head, even if it ends up sacrificing, a base runner, even if he Corbin Carroll gets thrown out, it's more the idea that that's going to happen out there. And I know sometimes that could sway momentum in a negative direction. And obviously you don't want to do that, but this team's identity is built in, in that, in, in that base running in that creating chaos. And if they don't do it, then they're, they're not, you know, they're not going to have success so far. That's what's brought them success early this season. And and it's what brought them success You know, in the playoffs, they also have been unexpectedly powerful, right? The Diamondbacks and Homer in 17 consecutive postseason season games now dating back to game three of the 2007 NLCS at Colorado, Uh, by the way, uh, Mark Reynolds started that. Uh, exact uh, streak thank you to Patrick for pulling that one but the streak is actually the second longest in MLB postseason history behind a 23 game home run streak by the Yankees from 2019 to 2022 Um, and I mean again the young guys are doing it Perdomo his (laughs) homer last night for the D-backs gives them nine uh, home runs by players 23 uh, or younger this postseason third most in a single postseason behind the 2015 Cubs and the 2017 Astros Look, do they have something in common other than tanking? I do believe that both of those teams won the World Series. Mm, maybe not that year, but they eventually did. I, you know, I, I, with, I, with those guys on. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, with those guys yeah, I th- on. I think you're right
1: about the the, the Corbin Carroll business, uh, about getting him him, him going. Uh, you might not see it further to tell Marte. Uh, at that same same lineup that we've been seeing all throughout the postseason, Marte does have a home run against Aaron Nola this, uh, this past season. Six innings pitch for Nola gave up four runs uh, when they played back in June. But Aaron Nola, much different than Zach Wheeler, does not hold on runners well. Whereas yeah. Zach Wheeler uh,
0: was tied for the fewest amount of stolen bases of all qualified starters. Is you, that is you, that just because he's good at pay, it, like why why is the reason of that like it's like they don't even attempt to run on him? It's, it's gotta be a, his extension. They so, were talking about it on the broadcast yeah, last yeah. night. He had like the longest extension in Major League mm-hmm. Baseball in terms of how far he gets out to home plate, how okay. quick the ball gets. He there.
1: also varies the time okay. that that it takes him to get to home plate, so he's not doing the same thing where you can kind of get into that rhythm and like, "Yep, I've seen it. I've seen it now." Sure,
0: sure, a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah It just of that. kind of throws yeah. your rhythm and your timing off. And so stuff Wheeler's like that. been yeah.
1: fantastic with that. Uh, Arnoa, the exact opposite. Fourth most amount of stolen bases, mm. twenty-one. Stolen bases in 26 attempts on Arenola, So more likely we're going to see that again. It might not be against Marte because you're going to say, hey, let's see if we can uh, do the same thing again. Run it back, home run, two run shot if Corbin Carroll gets on. Um, But after that, get to second base. Then all you need is a a single from Pham or Walker.
0: Well, I've been playing it safe when it (laughs) comes to my bets on BetMGM. But that is not the case uh, tonight, my friend. Oh, I, I went a little wild. You making up for lost time? I, you know what it is. It's that last night's uh, parlay hit, so now <laughs> my head is exploded. Uh, so we went from a plus eight fifty parlay last night to just a little bit of a of a, of a gamble here, plus four thousand. I went total runs under eight and a half. I went Diamondbacks win as a money line bet, which I'm not been doing lately. Player home run, Gabby Moreno, one plus. Why? Because he's due. Batter struck out Aaron Nola, four plus batter struck out Merrill Kelly, three plus. Cash it. Guy goes one game without a home run and now he's due. Cash (laughs) it. Cash it. Yeah, he's absolutely due.
1: Seeing plus four thousand makes me want to say, "Holy
0: sugar!" Oh, you did oh it my god! Oh, There's still five dollars on you. will win like two hundred. I'm telling you. Go get down on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app now. So Ryan says it. He gets it. He says, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. We're gonna do some gambling. Let's gamble." I'm not going for a little <laughs> win. What am I looking for? A minus one seventy five odds? Absolutely not. I want plus four thousand. Um, but again. Makes this whole thing more fun. Of course, uh, baseball is fun, but it's more fun when you gamble on it. Uh, of course, I very much enjoyed looking forward to this game, and I'm sure I'm going to overreact no matter what the outcome of it is. But I really feel like we need uh, we need a win tonight. Diamondbacks need a win, uh, especially since I went on the PHLY podcast <laughs> and predicted that they would win the series in five games. So um, I, specifically, I specifically I uh, specifically need a win. Would you think say it's a gentleman's sweep? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah exactly. And if, if they win tonight and then win the next three, again, if we're just going to kind of future cast... Why not? They, 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 would, they would clinch and go to the World Series at home in Game 5. Yeah. So there you uh, go, yeah. that's a thing
0: that's a thing That's a thing that you guys could witness and we could all uh, be witnesses to, but we thank you guys again so much for joining us today we will be back after the game, 10 minutes after the final out with our post-game coverage uh, of course we have Mr. Jesse Friedman joining us from uh, Philadelphia, so he will have more from the clubhouse and more from Tory Lobolo's post-game speech and we will have more on our reactions and everything that happens here tonight, of course you can follow us in the meantime on Twitter or X or whatever, I'm not going to ever call it X, I re- refuse, so follow us on Twitter. I am (laughs) at cap underscore caveman with a K. Uh, This maniac next to me is at Patrick D. Lyons. Uh, Faj, that's father overlord Jacob. Uh, He is at Jacob underscore Franklin four. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for stopping by. We appreciate your time, and remember kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when Merrill Kelly shoves.